Hi there! How's Welcome it going, back. mother lovers? Episode Volume three. three. Yeah, episode three. Who thought we'd get here? I normally get bored by things now, but I'm loving this so much. I thought I'd do it again. I know. We didn't talk to each other for 20 years. And now we've spoken to each other more than we've spoken to each other when we were 16. Honestly, honestly, I speak to you now more than I speak to my mother. <laughs> and you're a man that loves his mum. I love my mother. Yes. Bless her. She's been up north. I hope she's brought me some steak puddings. So big week in politics. Eh? Well, well, a big week in the UK generally. I think, you know. We, we've we've had a busy week in politics. I think it's it's safe to say. I uh, um, should we do should we should we do our bongs and daily headlines? Yes, by all means. Do you want me to do the bongs this week? Let's do it. I love the bongs. Right, you ready? Yes. Bong. Why are the Tories crying in the corner? Bong. How about that coronation, huh? Bong, and it's the best bong ever because it's. <laughs> Trump master tactician or vicious rapist bong Putin if it's not a window it's a drone I love that sentence it's been a week it's been a week oh and also Kemi Badenoch gets a bum slapped in parliament oh my god that was just it was absolutely beautiful it was beautiful I don't I don't normally like that man, but I could have kissed his northern brow. Some of the, I mean, when you, when you, in all disclosure, me and Philip pretty much text each other all the way through the course of the day. By the way, hello, I'm Andy Chamberlain. I'm Phil Goff, and you're listening to Paracetamol yeah, Headache. Headache Podcast. Yes, it's episode three, but we've said that already. Yeah, <laughs> a fortnightly perennial into politics and all of that Ponzi stuff. All that Ponzi stuff. And also what's happening in our wonderful United Kingdom, the world. United Kingdom? France. United Kingdom? Oh, you edgy bastard, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a bit of a, a, a fortnight since we last spoke with you, uh, wonderful listeners. And... Yeah. Uh, a few things have happened, uh, just, you know, minor things, tiny little things, little inconveniences here and there. I don't know if you would have noticed them um, had you not been paying. As inconsequential as a protester holding a placard. Oh, goodness me. None of those, thank you very much. We're British. No. How dare I possibly think about doing that next week? In fact, I've thought about it now. They'll be beating my door down. I know. The fact that you thought about doing the thing that you wanted to do, but you're not allowed to do, but you wanted to do, but you were going to do, but you weren't going to do, because you can't do that, because it's banned. Because uh, because Cruella Deville said I couldn't. It has come to something where we are living in a Philip K. Dick novel. I, I honestly, um, yeah, mental. And over the pond as well. The whole thing's going just... This has been this has been the best season of Earth so far. I think it's just a bit weird because it's not even like it's one Philip. Why are you taking your belt off, Andy? That's mildly sexual. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I was getting a little bit of a stick in the belly. I want to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, that's fine. Sorry. I mean, we're, we, we've not got videos. So you can't see it, but Andy has 
just taken his belt off and he it's just the way he licked his lips as he was doing it <laughs> lasciviously <laughs> <laughs> that was sultry so anyway <laughs> every single week is a different philip k dick novel yep what are we in this week andy uh well i think this week we've had a little bit of um ubic mm-hmm. um and also a little bit of minority report what with the pre- i mean yeah yeah Who'd have thought Spielberg was right? Yeah, who would have thought? It's, I mean, it's getting a little bit weird, isn't it? Sci-fi is, is becoming a little bit less um, favourable, what with the fact that everything that's ever been... Uh, is uh, actually happening. Yeah, there's no such thing as speculative sci-fi anymore, is there? Because it's all actually happening. It's just, it's news instead of sci-fi now. Charlie Brooker is going to be out of work by the end of the, the, the year. I mean, how on how on earth he has managed to actually rustle together a series six of Black Mirror, I do not know. It's just going to be a bloke wallpapering in his front room over a weekend because <laughs> everything else is too mental. Just the mundane task of a man using a roller lawnmower on his That's mind. it. <laughs> and then the pisser is at the end, he's wallpapered the door. He uh, doesn't know how to get out. He has to make himself some coffee and there's no sugar. Yeah, yeah, or the milk's gone a bit, a bit, it's not, it's not gone off, but it's got that slightly smoky taste and he doesn't like it. <laughs> the cheese has got a tiny dab of mould on it, future. <laughs> That's it, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, we are living in a very weird epoch time. His wife's having a panic attack because she wiped back to front instead of front to back, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, but... But if she but, thinks she's going, comp- she's going to write a letter of complaint to the toilet paper company, then they're going I'd to write like away. Manager. Yep. Karen's don't... I mean, you, there's not one single Karen was arrested over the weekend. There was a Graham. There's a Graham. And he's a wonderful young man as well. He is, yeah. I mean, the man was literally just getting placards out of a truck. And the police went... Uh, that looks like it could explode, sir. We need to arrest you. They've only just got some of them. Have only just got their phones back. Uh, the, it is as crazy as it might sound. There are actually people living in the world which do not watch the news or pay any attention to any of the bump that's been going on. So let's look at this from a pure. Yeah, let's do, sorry, yes. Let's unpack it. Yes. Let's unpack this properly. So you, you go right ahead. Well, so the story was. I don't know if you know, but we we in the UK, I know we've got listeners around the world. In fact, I've discovered we've got one in Thailand. And who's, Belgium. Who's been listening. Belgium and Australia. How weird. Um, and thank you to whoever it was who listened to us on your Alexa. That was a nice surprise this week when we I found out. You. But anyway, that was, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, we've got a king. Um let's call him for the sake of clarity king sausage fingers um he's head of a royal family his brother's a pedophile um his, his no 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 he he is a pedophile um, <laughs> <laughs> okay allegedly but he did give 12 million pounds to someone he'd never met before if if we, um, if we say that anybody is a, is a pedophile at any point you could just imagine an imaginary asterisk hanging over them kind of like that little diamond yeah. of the sims characters and that little asterisk denotes the word allegedly so we don't have to keep throwing yeah. it 
in the same way that Rolf Harris is an asterisk. But, um, <laughs> actually, no, he, he's convicted. He's not allegedly. He actually is a paedophile. Yeah, he was, he, um, no asterisk on that one. Just a diamond. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a bit like Jimmy, saying Jimmy Savile was a little bit fiddly. No, he was. He was a paedophile. Um, anyway, um, there was a coronation. Um, if, in case you missed it, there was a in case you missed pound it. coronation this week. Um, you know, we've got children who are eating breakfast cereal with water instead of milk because their parents can't afford to buy fucking milk for breakfast. But let's have some half Germanic, half Greek, inbred, short-chinned, unelected billionaire on the throne and he can have a giant party with Oli Murs. See, this is the bit of the conversation every single time we do a podcast, Phil, where I get really confused about where you stand on this whole royalist debate. Because it sounds to me like you're a, it sounds to me like you're a, a, an avowed, card-carrying member of the royalist fan club. I'll be honest, I'm on the fence. Um, no, so anyway, these unelected freeloaders had a bit of a party at the weekend, and as you can imagine, some of the people that are struggling to pay their bills got a bit pissy. Now, there's this wonderful organization called Republic. They are a peaceful group. They are well-intentioned, well-educated, calm, and reasonably measured. For weeks preceding the royal inbred piss-up, they had been liaising with the police to stage a peaceful and respectful protest in a particular area of London that was well away from much of the festivities um i think they were put next to a boot boot the peasant stall or something like that and they were just going to hold packards that said not my king well what happened was graham and five other people were getting off the truck with their placards finding somewhere to safe to store them and they were arrested um they hadn't done anything they hadn't been anywhere their phones were confiscated and searched their social media accounts were basically gone through they were screwed and that's wrong i know it's all thanks to suella baverman's uh new social let's keep the proles down act yeah for our uh, international listeners britain's going through something of a um its own uh, puberty. It's yeah. going through puberty at the moment. It's it's very much kind of turning into a very far right, um, bordering on authoritarian regime, uh, headed by the teeny tiny Rishi Sunak, um, and <laughs> he he's just basically towing the line of his predecessor. Who was the predecessor? I can't remember. Like what was the what was the the, the line of succession again? <laughs> Uh, before him, there was the lettuce. Before her, the there was. Tr- th- before her, there was truss. Um, uh, the oh, fish. Then there was. Then there was Boris. Uh, then there was Theresa May. Uh, I mean, it's nice that she's got a shampoo to fall back on. Um, and then before her, Cameron, the the, the pig fucker. Yeah, the floppy pig fucker. Yeah. Right, so um, each of each of these individuals had a hand in the um, creation of what has been a downward spiral in the uh, the public's 
um, ability to protest and to uh, strike even our rights in a democracy to uh, protest and um, show up against what we can quite easily say is uh, uh, misdeeds and um, uh, acts of outright um, attacks, basically, on the public in terms of cost of living, in terms of um, the the way that the Tories have been just basically rubbing it in our faces for the last three or four years um, that they are better than us in every way, shape and form, and that we are literally just scum um, that have been useful in getting them into power and now aren't really holding a lot of uses, what with most of their voting public, either passing away through the COVID crisis or passing away because they were admittedly really, really fucking old. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, we are, it's mental in it. Brexit, which was um, not even an overwhelmingly um, successful vote, um, it was a, it was mouse fart close. Fifty two to forty eight percent in yeah. terms of the voting uh, percentage um, for Brexit, um, and a great yeah. deal of people that voted for Brexit again um, have statistically um, re- reportedly passed away since the vote in two thousand sixteen. Um, yeah, the Tories are basically existing now on a real marginal uh, razor blade edge of power and they're very much aware that their days are numbered so they've been trying to bring I mean, especially after this week yeah yeah i mean if if they survive to see christmas i will be incredibly surprised well um our our well-balanced and um well-ordered mind friend andrew bridgen and we'll get on to him in a little bit um, has stated that the plan is for a general election in autumn this year. Right. Okay. So we're looking at November-ish. But also, he believes that ET is real. And, and COVID is not. And COVID is not. And crabs are stealing his sanity. So you have to be careful. I'd so take it with a pinch of salt. Britain at the moment is existing in this weird bubble where it could all fall apart for the Tories like a house of cards at any second. Um, and waiting in the wings is Sir Keir Starmer um, and the Labour Party and potentially... Insensible. What we're looking, what we could be looking at is the first unity government that the country's seen um, since, I mean, probably the Second World War. Yep. Um, yep. And obviously that unity government was a majority but with support from the other parties around it because we were at fucking war yeah i mean and you could argue we're at war with idiocy and greed and things at the moment within the tory party and i think the british public have just had enough i think i think everybody in the country has had enough i mean there's very much now a kind of um, a fight back against um, greed, hypocrisy, and lack of all integrity, um, which the Tory gen- just general prickishness. Yeah, I mean the Tory Party have basically been a, a party who have been a law unto themselves for the last thirteen years, and yeah. what started off as a great majority 
um, with a few dips and wanes in between, and then another record-breaking majority has very not much now crashed into the side of a mountain, and it's just a party at war with itself. It has no yeah. um, scruples, no idea how it wants to govern. It is simply out to survive and get as much as it possibly can um, passed through into law to cause trouble for the next government that it can, whilst making as much money off of the back of its poor decisions as it can for its own member. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is, it's, yeah. That, that, everyone's, everyone's that, that's the Tory party. Yeah, everyone's becoming aware of it now, aren't they? Well, you can't hide it anymore. I mean, um, it's... And and it shows. I mean, will the local elections will get onto in a, in a little while because it's been fairly big in the in the UK. Um, but again, people spoke with their feet. I mean, and you know, I mean, I don't know if you watched Parliament at all this week, Andy. Um, you know, you fucked up in the Tory Party when Michael Fabricant t- turns against you. Yeah, yeah. What Poundland Boris? Yeah, I mean that man has had his tongue up, Boris. And Rishi's ass for quite some time, but even he turned on them for turning a tin ear to what the public wanted. Uh, and I wish, I wish it, I could believe that it was because they they thought they were doing the right thing. It's they're saving their own hides and hoping to save their own careers. There's, you know, he's not he's not interested in us because I have friends that live in Litchfield, and that man's never in Litchfield. He's always on holiday somewhere. Um, uh, uh, apparently, sorry, sorry, Michael, I know you listen, um, or your wig does anyway, I'm not sure. Um, so that so yeah, I started with a, a series of local elections up and down the country. Um, yeah, it, it was glory, it, yeah, it was, it was, it was very much kind of a squeaky trouser time, uh, for um, the Tories because they went in expecting some losses. And they made predictions that they wanted to sound realistic, no, but 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 hopefully, in the back of their mind, they thought by by projecting a sense of reality for the first time in probably ten years, um, they would come out of it, you know, relatively unscathed. And what happened was yeah. their worst case scenario predictions all came true, and they got yeah. I mean, it's yeah, absolute trouncing. As Keir Starmer says, it's the one Tory promise they've kept in 13 years. Yeah. So Labour's made a lot of gains in the local elections. Liberal Democrats made an, a, a hell of a lot of gains. Um, uh, that was a good a good day for the Lib Dems. Really good day. Um, and very well deserved as well, because I think they've been a very much kind of a party that's been putting a focus on a little bit of calm serenity in a sea of chaos. Even Labour have been kind of chaotic because they've obviously got the bit between their teeth and they can see the finish line and they know they're going to be the the party with the biggest majority in the next um, uh, general election. They may not have the overall majority to take the, the House of Parliament, but, they're set- but in a coalition, they're going to be the big boys. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. where they could have possibly had this coalition uh, 13 years ago, um, in the back of uh, Gordon Brown's um, tenure, um, Gordon Brown was a proud man who didn't really want to suck up to another party to bolster his own power. So some would argue that he yep. did the right thing by by admitting defeat and not taking the Liberal yep. Democrats and the SMPs in as a coalition. 
Some would argue yeah. that if if he had have done that very sliding doors moment, we could have possibly have avoided the last thirteen years, and who knows what could have happened. Uh, I mean, ifs and buts, but yeah, I, I personally think he did the right thing uh, myself. Um, he did but obviously, he couldn't possibly. Sorry. He did, the, he did the thing that he always does, and that's acts with integrity. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't possibly have seen what a bunch of greedy, unthinking, selfish bastards were actually coming in. Um, well, maybe not to the degree that actually happened. But uh, yeah, I believe that that was the integrity move. I think he did the right thing in terms of that. But um, I mean, it's just been on the, I, I mean, I don't know if you follow us on Twitter and, and please do. And we'll put the socials up at the end. But, you know, I did a tweet along for the the results and it was just unreal. They they were hemorrhaging from a very from the from the from the get go. They were hemorrhaging seats and um it it became quite apparent. Well, I mean, when you when you're when it gets that desperate that you put Jonathan Gullis in front of the camera, um, you know it's bad because even he was. Uh, I mean, he's not known for his brevity or his good sense of humour, but even I mean, he looked like a bulldog's ass chewing a wasp on a hot day. Wonderful moments in the um, polling stations when they went to some of the MPs just at the right time when they were doing the announcements for the, for the winners. And you saw these Tory MPs speaking with all the news outlets whilst in the background, there were massive cheers going up with like council. <laughs> you could actually see, I, I couldn't remember his name, but you could actually see one of them dying inside. Just, yeah. Just the soul leaving their bodies as the people in the background are celebrating the fact that they've just lost um, their Tory majority and then liberal Democrats, labor green party, um, all step up and take over these councils. Um, it was brilliant, and it's it, it's very much a kind of rebuke against the uh, the the deep falling into authoritarianism and fascism that this country has been teetering towards over the last few years. And I say that without a sense of drama in my body. Like unlike America, yeah. which is very much knee deep in fascism at the moment in time, it's it's a country which is losing itself. You know by the day and you just need to watch um the town hall last night with trump on cnn and the audience oh my word i've never seen anything like it honestly i've never seen it was, anything so... like it. it was like watching it was... snl like the laughter and the cheers and yeah the brain yeah it was it was horrendous celebrating this, this is a man who has just been found guilty of sexually abusing someone liable he's been found liable yeah he did it but they, it was a civil court so they uh there was no criminal charges but they've acknowledged that yes it's very almost certain that he sexually abused her um again a woman he's never met and he's having to pay her five million dollars so and and uh that gag order is is Lasting, it's delicious. Last, lasting seconds, which means that five yeah. he's been um, uh, punished with. That's been rewarded to E. Jean Carroll, his um, uh, alleged victim, um, is is just potentially going to go up and up and up if the appeals court 
have anything to say about it and they they kind of look at his conduct after the uh, decision then he's going to get yeah. he's going to get fucked three ways from sunday even more um and they're just going to keep putting money on top of that 5 million um and, yeah. and the thing is it's all of his supporters that are going to pay it yeah who cuz I, I i don't know if you know but there was a little bit of a thing with twitter and trump a while back uh, he got a ban. He's been reinstated, but he said he won't be using it. And he, to be fair, it's one of the few promises he has kept. He hasn't gone back to Twitter. But instead, he started his own social network, which I am both glad and embarrassed to say I'm, I'm a part of. And I only follow one person, that's Donald Jessica Trump. Um, and some of the bullshit that comes out of this man's mouth and some of the stuff is retruthing, which is what he calls it because the, the website's called Truth Social, and it's not retweeted, it's retruthed. Um, yeah, I mean, he he even even states on there, she wasn't my type, I wouldn't have raped her. Oh, uh, she's not my, not my type, not my type, I wouldn't have touched you, she's disgusting. So America, um, America is headfirst into uh, the sun, um, and the sun is a big ball <laughs> of fascism, and um, we don't know how we're going to stop it. And quite frankly, I honestly think the time is a, re- a, re- a Republican, a Republic democracy or a democratic yeah. republic is, is definitely heading towards the bin of history. Yeah. And very soon you're going to be a bunch of states individually in charge of your own laws and uh, futures, not part of the union anymore, if you carry on the way you're going. Yeah. But that, that that said, someone who lives in Florida has gone around to all his neighbors posting letters through their letterbox saying, just so you're aware, there's a registered sex offender in the neighborhood. Um, he's a bloke that owns the golf course. So that's America. <laughs> Going back to Britain, we're not quite yeah. at that level yet of fascism. We're about, we're about 10 years behind. Yeah. It's very much a kind of public school version of that, though. Um, yeah, it's happening. And in the wings, we've got a bunch of parties who have actually got a political plan, um, scruples, integrity, and hopefully an idea of how they can steer us as a country away from this bullshit and back into calmer, steadier waters where we can actually start trying to figure out what we are and who we are post-exit from the European Union. Yes, because obviously that's happened and it's been a great success. Um, but yes, we're, we're we're kind of copying the homework a bit here, I, I fear. But we've 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 made the first big steps this week with the local elections of steering away from thirteen years of misrule and getting everything back on track. Now, whilst this yes. is happening, the next day, the very next day, there's a. Uh, a little bloke called Charlie living in a um, 24 bed semi-detached in, uh, in, in London. Yeah. Who um, decided to throw a party. Yeah. Threw a party and got himself a fancy little hat. I mean, it was, it was a lovely hat. I mean, I'd have gone for the matching earrings myself as well, but I mean, it looked like a lovely party. Um, but then you would you would think it would look like a nice party. What with it costing a billion pounds? Yeah, I, my my highlight, and again I did tweet it. It was the choir as the Queen was walking down. 
And I'm going to move the microphone away just so I can explore my operatic voice singing. I like vagina, Camilla. Um, indicating that they were talking about the Royal Box. Um, it was weird. Like, why would they like vagi- uh, Camilla's vagina? I'm not, I'm, honestly, it, it must be like a horse eating an apple. I'm not entirely sure that's what they were singing, but it's very much what they sounded like they were singing. I, I heard it. It said vagina. <laughs> I'm just going to go with you. I'm, st- I'm sticking with that. And, and then by total contrast, we had this awesome black gospel group. But everyone looked very, very unhappy they were there. The, yeah. The front row looked yeah. incredibly upset that there were four black people having a wonderful time at their um, celebration of the whiter-than-white king. I mean, honestly, Charles right now literally looks like he's see-through. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was a very... Um... Yeah, it was a very white affair, wasn't it? I uh, I mean, really, really white for Harry because he obviously can't go out in the sun being... He, he was like the only person who was actually having a good time. That's because he was reveling in all the nonsense. <laughs> and also did, also, did you see the Grim Reaper? I did see the Grim Reaper in the videos. If you haven't seen it, we'll talk about um, you can Honestly, Voldemort was at the coronation. My, I think my favourite part of the whole thing was... Uh, well, the ending, um, when I got to turn it over and start watching Naked Attraction instead. Um, <laughs> also, um, it was uh, probably the fact that Harry, who had no official role in the whole party, um, turns up on his own, um, yet everyone thinks that, uh, is it Michael Jenkins? The the chap with the... 70s porn tash and the hair. Honestly, that guy was brilliant. Um, it was awesome. And everyone, everyone's of the opinion that it's some sort of um, conspiracy theory that was Megan in disguise. <laughs> so the conspiracy theory says that uh, the Welsh multi-instrumentalist and composer, Sir Carl Jenkins, um, who, who is an incredibly unique individual, and looks looks like a, I mean, he looks like an illustration come to life. He looks like a cartoon. He, he looks like his mum had sexual relations with Yoda. <laughs> he is a unique individual. He's very he's very short. He's I love of, him. He's brilliant. He's got like an Andy Warhol haircut and a yeah. white Hulk Hogan handlebar moustache. And he's a product of his time. He's brilliant. Yeah, and. He was in the audience, and he he looked like he 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 much rather have been at McDonald's or somewhere else. Um, but the, the the conspiracy theories online are absolutely convinced that this guy that nobody's like bothered to research was Meghan Markle in disguise because her famous costume change. You know, she's she's good for it. Uh, um, it's when she played that old bloke in Suits, isn't it? It's, yeah, that there, the old, the old rickety guy with the the bad bum knee, um, keep talking playing about- a banjo with his bum cheeks and <laughs> and and bagpipes under each armpit. But it's so bad that Sir Carl Jenkins had to come out and actually say, "No, I'm not Meghan Markle. I'm Sir Carl Jenkins, the Welsh <laughs> instrumentalist." Hey, hey, it's not even just Carl Jenkins, Sir Carl Jenkins. This guy has met his 
He's met the Queen. I believe he was knighted by Prince Charles. Prince Charles, the man who was being coronated. Her (laughs) (laughs) father-in-law. So you you can't make up. I mean, let's <laughs> long, long story short, the coronation was um, essentially supposed to be uh, the first modern coronation. Prince Charles had been banging on for months about the fact that it was going to be a very pared back, um, very uh, as, like astute um, of the cost of living crisis. And it was going to make it into a very modern coronation, which was going to be reduced in size, in scope and in cost. And instead, what that actually meant was he just decided not to have the volivants. Yes, yes, one hundred and fifty million pounds spent on security for it alone. Yeah, I mean, most of that was arresting placard holders, and, and also not just not just the placard holders, the guys who were handing out, who are endorsed by the Metropolitan Police, volunteers were handing out rape alarms to women on the four of those. Four of those were arrested, and also on the mall as well, on the grounds that they might scare the horses. Now, bear in mind, these are regimental horses who were carrying soldiers playing drums, trumpets, and a variety of instruments. Honestly, it was was just... I've seen, as I wrote on Twitter, um, on the Paracetamol Headache page, I've seen more people walk up and down that fucking mall in the last 10 years than I know what to deal with. Like every single event is like a carbon copy of the one before. It's just a slightly different like pageantry to it. And I I can understand why um, the coronation back in the fifties was such a grand, much, much admired, much um, revered event because it was the first queen since Victoria. Um, she was such a young age and yeah. it was obviously the passing of a torch from a much loved monarch to the, the queen herself. Yeah. And it was the first time that a lot of people had had the opportunity to actually kind of understand what was going on in terms of like the, the monarchy becoming more modernized. But what, yeah. we, what we saw with Charles was, was just more of the fucking same. It was just pomp and pageantry and rich people rubbing their richness in the the, the poor people's faces expenses yeah. that we can't afford and, and in the middle of a cost of living crisis where the country is on its knees the more people bloody using food banks and like last month i think there was four forty thousand households which couldn't afford at least one of their bills yeah i mean there are literally children there are teachers taking food into school to school to feed children because their parents cannot afford to. Um, and rising in price and the cost of living is crashing into the ditches. It was, it was just a bit, it was a bit much to stomach, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Um, which is completely unlike the meals that most parents can't afford. But um, it was horrendous. And then it wasn't just one day. I mean, we were made to sit through a variety of street parties. And I mean, it even made God angry because it rained on Monday when most people were having their street parties. But, um, you know, there was the the, um, concert in Windsor that even if rumours are to be believed, up to four days before, they were still scrabbling for certain acts. 
because most of the British people told them to get bent um, because they wouldn't perform in it. No one Can I just say, speaking speaking of music, I'm I'm tweeting as we're recording here, and GB News have just broadcast Nigel Farage in the GB News studio singing, taking his shirt off. I'm um, I don't want to see that. Thank you very much. Um, and uh, one of our friends that I know she listens, Sue Potansky, has just tweeted underneath, this has just made my vagina die. <laughs> I think one of the only good things that happened last week with uh, with everything um, was the fact that Trump didn't get to do his sit-down with Nigel Farage on GB News. No! He didn't. It's amazing. Two mad racists on the same in front of the same camera. I mean, what happens there is a, a whole black hole opens up. That's it's a paradox. You can't have two mad racists together like that. It doesn't work. Asterix, I'm, I'm going to have to. I'm going. I'm going to have to skim past that because I can just see his nipples. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is happening? What is going on with the someone, world? Someone has just written. It's like music night on the non-swing of a maximum security prison. <laughs> not that I'm bear- Can I just make it very clear? I'm not insinuating that Nigel Farage is a nonce. Or a, or a sex offender in any way. It's just merely someone's sense of humour on Twitter. Asterix, that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if something <laughs> came out. I do like this Asterix. It's a very useful... It's like, it's like a get-out-of-jail card, isn't it? Asterix, <laughs> allegedly. He did it. Um, also, if you sue yeah. me, my pants, literally the most expensive thing I own. Nigel Farage won't see you. He's got no money. Um, I know where he drinks. He doesn't have money. He scabs pints. So to recap, there was an election. <laughs> the Tories got trounced. There was a coronation. Prince Charles got angry. Sausage. I think he's angry about everything at the moment anyway. Sausage fingers. It's his blood pressure. I worry for him. Even on his big day, he looked like he was pissed off. He wants to be anywhere else but Boogie there. He's old. How was he now? 70? Old people grumpy. 74, 75? 70. Know why I know that? He's how old? He's seventy-five this November, and I don't know why I know that. I shouldn't know that, and I do know that, and that's what makes me angry. There's been that much fucking coverage on the news. I even know when Prince Charles' sodding birthday is. <laughs> you won't be getting a card from me. So the Queen was what ninety-six when she died. When she passed away, yes, God love her. Um, so we've um, got we can own- at best twenty-one years of Charles. He does not look like he's going to reach twenty-one. I mean, if if he lives if he lives to his father's age, which was ninety-nine, then we've got what twenty-four years. We can't have a racist king driving over people in Land Rovers. But but I mean, in terms in terms of like the realism of the fact that seventy-five years passed without uh, a coronation, the Queen was it seventy-five yeah. years. Yeah, it was like, was it? It was in the fifties, wasn't it? But, yeah, I mean, it's the Platy Jubes, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I can't do this again. This, this, there's too many bank holidays. <laughs> I like the bank holidays because it means I get to sit in my pants all day and not have to worry about work. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but TV got crap for a weekend. There wasn't a single James Bond movie on this weekend. 
<laughs> not uh, even not even in celebration of british traditions there wasn't even carry on at your convenience there wasn't even never say never the unofficial james bond that channel five always pull it's the only one they've got the rice to. yeah because it's free on freebie on amazon <laughs> so, uh, yes coronation check uh big yeah. election check Moving on. Also, I didn't like the fact that they made a fucking quiche and insisted on us all making it. Fuck off. I don't want to eat quiche. Quiche is the blandest fucking food in the world. And you're making me eat it. Piss off. Considering the last time the last time there was a coronation, we had coronation chicken. That was interesting. And it's still around today. I, I, I often go into a sandwich shop and say, I shall have coronation chicken today. Any salad? No, for it is a curry. And My what friend- do we have? Quiche. My favourite thing is it, it, it's, it's a French, isn't it, quiche? It's a French invention. Yeah. Um, and I, I, yeah. Much like champagne, you can only really call quiche quiche if it comes from Lorraine. Um, so the Lorraine French, region of France. Yeah, we've got sparkling beige pastry. Which is basically what the French said. <laughs> <laughs> what you've got there is a shit pie. Yeah, you've got a pie that you're too fucking lazy to put a top on, you bastards. Oh, sorry, sorry, mother. I know you listened to last week, and I hope you don't listen to this week. We haven't said um, once, though. <laughs> you just said it. <laughs> so um, I'm just going to go out and say it. Prince Charles is an overprivileged cunt. There we go. Let's. Let there we go. go. Moving on. Yeah, moving on. Other headline this week: <laughs> um, Vladimir Putin had a wonderful time with his uh, his little um, uh, <laughs> his little parade single tank rolling up and down the red square that's not a parade that's a joyride so 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 putin uh famously having uh mobilized five hundred thousand of his own male citizen um of the uh ages of 18 to 45 has now basically run out of uh people who are between the age of 18 and 45, uh, who happen to yeah. be male. Um, Russia is basically now operating on 16-year-old boys and a whole lot of very angry mothers, sisters, wives, and girlfriends. Yeah, I mean, it's it's horrendous. He shipped in all of the uh, heads of state from the Eurasian um, uh, countries like Turkmenistan, Kazakhstan, um, and uh the the other kind of satellite nations which you know very nice too small to do anything um of any kind of great shakes against the russian federation um but also rely on him and um the russians and who the russians are basically using as mobilization bases um yeah so they they were there uh lukashenko uh from belarusia uh was a notable exception um because he uh he fears he fears the polonium tea um because he's refused to send any belarusians into the ukraine yeah so lukashenko was not there um and uh probably sent a parcel there wasn't he like a a care parcel or something i mean let's let's, let's Russia, russia right now are on a precipice and it very much looks like if the counteroffensive Ukraine have got planned works, there is going That's to be it. it's it's end of days for the Russian Federation. 
going to be a whole lot of cheap real estate around St. Petersburg. So where you go from here is anyone's guess. And I'm not knowledgeable not Russia. to touch this with a barge pole. What I will say is Putin this week looked very, very, very forlorn, very lonely. And for the first time, and I think the entirety of his tenure as the president of Russia, uh, both times, he looked like he had uh, dents in his armour and there was weakness. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine Amazon are doing big trade in drones in in Russia at the moment. Although if you want Putin to, to kind of shit himself, just make a drone sound around him at the minute. <laughs> that was... Hey, what is that, comrade? Um, as as assassination yeah. attempts go, that one very much looked like it was caused by your own people to cause uh, maybe an excuse or a reason that you could then, like, you know, send a bunch more rockets into Ukraine. Um, yeah. It was it was very telling, wasn't it, that false flags are so obvious now in the Russian Federation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was the whole thing's been batshit crazy. Um, but yeah, Putin is looking old, tired, and scared. I know he listens. Sorry, sorry. Sorry for that. Um, just go back to your quiche. Um but yeah, it's 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 game over, I believe, you know. Um, and hopefully we can have the Euro the Eurovision in Kiev next year. Well, fingers crossed. Speaking of which, Putin, that is, we mm. move on to our second feature, the oh, Rotter of the Rotter Week. of the Week. Um, yeah, there's three. We've got three now. I mean, technically, um, we could we could throw Putin in there, but I mean, it's a it's a pretty obvious one, isn't it? He'd win, yeah. It's like we could throw Elon Musk into Rotter of the Week every week, and he'd probably win. So, you know, but then he wouldn't allow us to tweet either. So, no. you know. let's just put those two in the corner. We know that they're Rotters. Yeah. Brackets. Um, uh, Close brackets. Yeah, um, so, uh, first one, Andy. King Charles the Third. The absolute ungrateful, petulant, transparent skinned vampire dickwad. Yeah, I mean, did you pledge allegiance, Andy? I, I, I think I know the answer. But... <laughs> I, I laughed during the course of the Pledge of Allegiance. I, I just spent the spent the time dragging a rusty peeler across my scrotum, if I'm honest. He's just it such was less un- painful. He's just such an unlikable character. He ironically does have a face like a punched quiche. Um, He's just angry mm. about everything as well. And like, he, I I just, I don't understand. I don't understand how we've gone from Queen Elizabeth II, who who was, if nothing else, a paramour of virtue and integrity and resilience and stoic. Lovely. I just gave her her entire... Not even just the late years, her entire adult life in service to this country. Whatever you say about her, her entire... I mean, yes, her life was fairly privileged. Yes, she had a bigger house than we did. But actually, she gave her entire life. And Prince Charles just doesn't... He doesn't seem grateful for the opportunity he's now been afforded through escaping from the royal birth canal you know it's a genetic lottery but since since the revelations were released 
to the uh, papers about him and Camilla's um, liaison uh, during the time of his marriage to Diana. Yeah. Through Diana's death and then to his uh, marriage to Camilla, like everything has just been a little bit spoiled and petulant. Yeah. I mean, and the whole Diana and Camilla thing was weird, wasn't it? They're they're saying, why go out for steak when you can have a burger? Why go out for a burger when you can have steak at home? No, you've got to write the burger in question. You've got to write the burger. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Basically, Camilla's the happy eater of this. Do you remember Happy Eater, Andy? She's wimpy. No, wimpies are really good now. I love Wimpy. <laughs> Wimpies are really good. Uh, have you not been to a modern Wimpy? I haven't, no, but I remember we used to go as children. We did love it. Yeah, I mean, like, the new ones are amazing. You can buy beer in some of them. Um, but she's the happy... Do you remember I had my birthday party in in a Happy Eater in yes. Westcott? Yeah. Nothing else. There's buck all else in Westcott, but there was a Happy Eater literally on the side of a road. And we were told never to come back again after a friend of ours who I'll, I'll name because he probably doesn't says John Hankers threw his balloon in someone's dinner. Um, and then God. I think it was Mark. Im- Mark Impey was rude. Um, and Tom Whitaker was rude as well, but he's yeah. We're going to get Tom still with now. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Come at me. Um, but yeah, we're, we're, it was just the whole thing was just his whole life has been marred by mistrust, dirty deeds, and the fact that he can't drive a Fiat in France anymore. He's he's just he's just not he's a very unlikable person, and he he proved to be even on his big day very unlikable as again. Um, and uh, frankly, um, I'm sick of my back teeth of him, and the fact that we've got maximum maybe 24 years of him before we have to go through this whole fucking rigmarole again is... Oh, I'm going to be old by the time there's a coronation again. I'll be the one of those that is enjoying a garden party. Well, anyway, King Charles III, he's our first candidate for Rotter of the... Um, And... um... Number two, no sweat off his back. It's Prince Andrew the asterisk. Um, what I mean, you can just ask Jeffrey Epstein if he was alive. That man's got some balls on him. He Turning up, absolute gall. What an utter prick. Tone deaf and just awful. I mean, didn't even have the good sense to slink at the back. The best part uh, and of- had the was Princess Anne giving him dirty side-eye the whole way through. Well, because she's got a, an alleged paedophile for a brother. The less um, said about it, the better. The less said about it, the better. Yeah, so that's that's all I'm going to have to say about him. Prince Nancy Bollocks can sit there in number two. Number three. Donald Trump, rapist-in-chief. Asterisk. Um, Sexual abuser-in-chief. No asterisks. <laughs> Yeah, just grab their pussy. It's fine. Well, I don't have to ask. It's just fine. And when you're a celebrity, you just do it. It's fine. Um, he, he turns up. He turns up at his uh, um, his golf course in in Scotland. And um, uh, he, someone he, I heard actually, someone told him, "Feck off your ball bag." And he actually looks like a ball bag. So it was all you know. 
So the only reason he actually came to the UK at that particular time frame was because he was he was vying for an, an uh, invitation to the coronation, which he was never going to get. No, no, because the royal family hate him with a passion, and it's one of the only uh, redeemable features of the royal family. Um, so yeah, 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 he comes to the UK to visit his golf course with the finger things like this visual, yeah. the visual gag, but it's a podcast. Yeah, yeah, air yeah. quotes. He came to inspect his golf courses, but really it was so he could try and get an invitation to the coronation. Um, that was never going to happen. Um, no. He's in court. Hey, Melania, I can't play here. Look, this place is full of holes. <laughs> um... <laughs> so he, so all, all the while, he's in, he's in court in America for the... Uh... Re- and he's refusing to give evidence. Well, I mean, he did give evidence to the uh yeah. to them it was just um last year in the deposition yeah and then he ends up being a witness in his own trial against himself so uh, I, I, yeah i mean that's yeah incredible work there don absolutely killing it mate yeah i mean i yeah trump for 2024 Can't make, make america great again again so um, we'll put them. We'll put them on Twitter as a poll. Tell us which shit of the week you would like to vote for. To be honest, we'll give you an option to vote for all three because they're all shits. Um, but please just choose one. Um, to be fair, two of them are sex offenders, so uh, it's not a hard choice. Whichever one you win, you choose. We're going to agree with you because you know. And one of them, quote unquote, may or may not have allegedly had his wife followed by paparazzi, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. Three shits of the week. I think I think this this section of the uh, podcast is absolutely killing it. it just just yeah. this seems like a litany of people lining up to become rotter of the week. In, incidentally, last incidentally last week, uh, Dominic Raab won rotter of the week. I I was quite I was quite glad that Diane didn't win. I'm quite glad that some people came yeah. to events. I I yeah. still don't yeah. agree with the single thing that she said, and I think it was ridiculous and. Frankly, she needs to have a good look at herself and and kind of uh, figure out that you need to read the room and also your own work before you publish, you idiot. Maybe get a proofreader. However, I am glad that Dominic Raab got it. And and have we heard a single peep from that fucker since? No, I shall personally be sending him a box full of glitter in a spring-loaded box next week. So there we I are. Mean, that's I, the week I, that was. That's, so that, that's for the week that was. Um, a, a nice bit of news. Um, Andy asked me to find a, a happy a happy ending. So um, I missed, understood that completely, if I'm perfectly honest. Did you go to the um, massage parlour again? No, I, I mean, I just... I just had a wank. Um, <laughs> I like it. I like it with you. There's no frills. It's just, there's just, just straight. It's a to really the- nice way to end the day. Yeah, just a really nice way to end the day. Just had a wank. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not joking. arguing. I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll joke that. I'm, I'm actually doing it right now. Um, I'm so glad this isn't a film one because I actually mimed the wanking thing then. Um, Again, mum, you must be so proud. So last time I talked about 
<laughs> I talked about um, Simon, man behaving badly. Um, he'd been doing Mackies without malice. And I was looking and looking and looking. And actually, there's not a, a, a huge amount of really good news in the world at the moment. But this guy has come up with something again. Um, in England, we have um, a football, or if you're America, soccer is a really big thing. And there is the Deaf World Cup coming up. Now, because we live in a fascist autocracy, um, they have completely defunded A, women's football, pretty much, and B, any other kind of football that there may be. And the, the Deaf England football team have now found that they're going to have to self-fund to go to the World Cup. So he has put another GoFundMe on. He likes his GoFundMes. And so far he has raised £6,000 out of a £37,000 goal. He's doing some amazing things. I really would recommend him. I know we shouldn't harp on about other people, but Man Behaving Dadly on Facebook and Twitter, I really would recommend having a look because he's doing some... He's very sarcastic, so that's why I like him. But have a look. And we'll if you've got a spare couple of quid, we'll drop a link as well. We'll drop a link into the show notes and uh, we'll also put some up on our Twitter and facebook pages so have a look and see yeah it would be really nice to if, even if you just got you know a quid it's really it's really it would be awesome um so yeah i mean that's that's my puff piece for the week um check check us out we're all over the place where are we we're on um we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on tiktok we are in substack um, we're on the gram if you go to uh, our uh, Transistor um, page uh, with the, the home of the podcast and go to the links page, uh, all of our links are there. Go subscribe, like, follow, and share with all of your friends. We haven't mentioned this before, but we do have a Patreon page as well that we really would. We want to improve the quality of what we're producing and and make some really good stuff for you guys. Um, so if you feel you're able to, have a look. There's some wonderful tiers i think the top tier is it's only about i say only it's 50 pounds but we will personally come around to your house and podcast from your house and provide the snacks yeah we'll, we'll even provide the snacks a takeaway of your choosing and we'll do a takeaway of your choosing and I, I think also we offered we would do a podcast based on their social media as well <laughs> yes yes we i mean so, it's all there so go to patreon look for the parasite have a look all the links, like I say, are on our transistor page, and uh, you can also follow uh, myself at uh, Surrey and Lives on Twitter and Phil. Um, do you know what? I've changed my name recently for a really good reason, and I'm not going into it now. I'm called Beardy McBlokeface. However, I am at Geek Therefore. So yeah, give us a follow, and don't forget to share with all your mates. But otherwise, we'll probably see you again in another couple of weeks where we'll yeah. have a bunch more apocalyptic stories <laughs> topped off with a happy ending just from Phil. Yeah, I won't be filming that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love you, mate. Maybe I will. <laughs> love you too. We love you all. Thank you for listening. We really enjoy the feedback we're getting. Please do leave feedback as well um like subscribe share and andy will come around and spoon you oh i love a good spoon until next he time he makes a brilliance bye-bye bye
Squish. Squish.